Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. Yes, I'm back. I'm sorry I've been gone for a little bit. been just trying to get the uh, content up and ready. And now, finally, we've got a few episodes in the bank. So I've been recording these a little bit on... Um, on bulk so hopefully we should have some episodes enough for the next month for now which is good so we'll have enough for once a week we're up to episode 114 i believe i could be wrong no i believe it is 114 yes it is it's 114 and this week we're going to be talking about um this episode is entitled that's when art steps in but really what we're talking about is there is no art without feeling that's right that's when art steps in was just my running title but there is no art without feeling um so let's just get into that ladies and gentlemen let's have a chat about art and feeling see you on the other side In as much detail as I can tell, it's time to get vulnerable, tell my audience, my friends and followers exactly why I do the art and make the things that I do. As a child, I would draw on everything, sketch pads, walls, as most children do. I even remember painting my brother's face. <laughs> I drew Superman because he was my Jesus. I drew Batman because he was a deity of warning of what I could become if I let my darker feelings become my only gear. Even as a kid, I knew this. I drew and drew and painted and drew, imagining exactly what life with a pencil and paintbrush perpetually in my back pocket would look like. Fantasizing about becoming my generation's Andy Warhol. When I was 19, I met a girl. Nay, I met a force of nature. She was a true mountain mover, or at least I felt so. When she first walked past me, I felt it. I saw her halo. It was painted with black soot and dirt from years of turmoil. I could still smell the smoke. However, I could still see that halo though I felt it I heard it sing to me she was a true entity of grace I wasn't ready for her the world wasn't ready for her she was my Cinderella the irony though I was the beast Look, I mean, at this point in my life, I had to let go of drawing for a minute. It was, I was nothing more than a glorified doodler. My art was hip-hop and poetry. I used my limited understanding of the English language to communicate my feelings amongst an art form that was simply culturally inappropriate as, I, as it pertained to my position in the world. I needed visual art at this point. And I just ignored it. 
So I dated this girl for the better part of six months, on and off, as damaged and fragile children do. She had trust issues, and they rubbed off on me. Men were not kind to her, and she did not know what to do with one that truly cared for her. In saying that, I simply did not know how to appreciate the fact that she was a force of nature. So I would say we were both to blame. We did not love one another the way we both deserved because we were simply two people who were drowning. I needed art and instead wrote in a journal after journal a series of whingy and whiny rhymes about how I needed her and her love. I was selfish. I did not do my ju- my emotions justice. I did not do her justice. I was like a two-year-old throwing my toys because I felt emotions far more mature than my comprehension. This relationship affected my decisions and self-worth for the coming years. I mean, I continued to pursue writing in all kinds of forms and as I grew, I realized I wanted to draw. I couldn't ignore its siren calls anymore. My sketchbook was beckoning from a box in my cupboard and at the tender age of 21, I began to draw again. And one day, I was talking to my mother and I had said to her, one day I'd like to write a book. She paused, as if she were not sure how to answer that statement. Why not? She replied, much to my surprise. I was so shocked, I I can't even remember if I answered her. That was the day I began writing Serenade. A painter, musician by day, and a vigilante mercenary by night. Putting it short, Serenade may have saved my creativity. A story of heartbreak and loss. I drew Serenade as I wrote it. It was one of the most honest things that I've ever made. It doesn't hold up now, well, at least in my opinion. It's simply not structurally sound, nor does it make all that much sense. However, I had proven myself capable of something I had thought only those like Stanley and Jack Kirby were capable of. I had left part of my soul on those pages etched into the ink. Perhaps one day I may return to have another more informed and rebooted crack at Serenade. However, this was only the beginning. I have dabbled in many other stories and comic endeavors since, including an array of characters like a samurai, an octopus man, and a samurai octopus man, sorry, and a group of anarchists who live in a post-apocalyptic sci-fi world. However, I realize now that I never really finished any of them because I wasn't really saying anything that was honest. I wasn't compelled to complete anything because I had no real connection to the stories. I just had cool characters that I wanted to bring to life with no regard for what I wanted to say with them. I had no more stories because frankly I was only 23 and I hadn't seen much beyond that first laugh. So I continued to draw and I drew and I drew and I drew. I fell in love again and met the woman who would become my greatest love, my Irish queen, 
my fiance, and the mother of my two children. She inspired me to write and draw and even get back into my poetry. I began in the fan art realm and made posters after poster, product after product to subsidize my income, yet still no true art. No art that I can honestly say was worthy of being shared. I mean, I was in love again and this time it lasted. This time I had someone who was not perfect but who complimented me as a person. I mean, I even had a daughter and still nothing. I mean, I felt the yearning to create something true, but I just kept drawing Batman. In this time, I suffered a trauma from an incident that happened at my then workplace. About a month before my daughter was born, it was not an easy time, but I still kept drawing. Batman. (laughs) Now I know that at this time I was simply keeping myself entertained or rather distracted. I was processing. I was not capable of sharing my own truth. Leap to 2020, the year begins and we are all optimistic. This is our year. I was ready for the best year of my career. Bushfires were raging through the New South Wales inland. We were living in a little granny flat at the time and couldn't take my daughter out to a playground for fear of smoke inhalation. The sky was black and the sun red. We were living in what looked like a scene and a rain of fire. We were already suffering and COVID-19 hadn't even hit yet. However, in this time, I did my first two pieces of art that I was proud to say were mine and truthful. I had created a character named the Sand Girl based on my daughter after seeing her play with sand and throwing it over her head at the beach while we were away with family and I was inspired to make true art. The other was the aptly named Fireman to support the Royal Fire Services of Australia. I think I only really sold one because I I had not earned my audience's trust. I believe that was because my work was not sincere or truthful. Then, COVID hit. Like a ton of bricks and like a lot of people, I lost my steady paycheck, also known as my day job, and I became a stay-at-home dad. What a task that was. This was when I started feeling writing, journaling, allowing my honest and deepest of emotions to be felt, suffering through another trauma, but this time we were not alone. We all suffered through it together as a species, as a planet. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to today. Here we are at the crux of the story. 2020 happened. I kept drawing a little bit of fan art through last year. But now, now I'm far more in touch with my feelings, my pain, my triumphs, and 
I believe it's because I actually had time to think and process them. I've had time to work on me internally. I finally had time to work on getting rid of the fearful part of me, the parts of me that were holding me back artistically and personally. I know now my emotions want to be felt. And that's why I paint. That's why I draw. That's why I write. That is why I create. It is expression and deep down I have always known. That is why I've been drawn to art my entire life. As a means to express my deepest and most intense of feelings. My fears and my struggles. The things that make me feel insane. The wildest of thoughts and the deepest of loves. And you can have this too. You see, art helps with the pain. Art helps with the remains. When the dust and ash has settled, and the tears have dried, that's where art steps in. When the cracks in the heart start to scar over, and the beating begins again, that's when art steps in. When the coffee is cold and the hangover subsides, that's when art steps in. When the painkillers kick in and you can finally walk again, that's when art steps in. You see, that halo we all possess that hangs over our bedpost every morning when we strap it on and begin to express ourselves, it shines. It will shine brighter than we could ever imagine. It doesn't take much more than slapping a paint-covered brush over a canvas. That halo will shine at its brightest. No matter who you are, Art is the only form of expression that matters. The only form that will cause your halo to shine as bright as it is capable of. Some call it the zone. Psychologists call it flow state. I suppose that's what it is. A zone that we disappear into. I believe when we are in this state, we are tapping into our humanity. That's why it feels so right. It is an alignment of the true self with the universe. It is the removal of the masks we wear. The closest feeling I can describe is the honeymoon phase of love. It's that first right kiss Every time you step into the practice, you see, when you turn up to create, 
the truth about you will be revealed. Don't run from it. As scary as that may sound, I assure you, my dear friend, that it is beautiful. Uh, It is the truth because it helps you to feel everything you need to. It helps you to grow into the person you are, the person you want to be, and the person you are meant to be. Art is the gateway to feeling, and when you deny it and yourself, that honesty, when you deny yourself to feel, you cease to exist. Your soul becomes lost, and that is exactly why there is no art without feeling and why we as artists must be honest in all of our work because not only will our audience know we are not being truthful but so will the universe so make art that is honest make art that is real and truthful and do not be afraid to bleed to cry to feel the truest and greatest of art is created when we leave parts of our souls in the art so that it may live on beyond us thank you so much ladies and gentlemen for listening this week You made it again. We made it to the end. Thank you. That was a very full-on episode. Um, I'm feeling a little bit... Not drained. Um, But yeah, that was was full-on. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. (laughs) I hope you're okay on the other side of this. But that was a very important episode for me to do. Um, I've been having some trouble lately shipping my art um, psychologically because I keep thinking, you know, maybe no one will care about this. And I listened to the Creative Pep Talk with Andy J. Pizza. And one of his episodes was about the love languages of art. And he reminded me that often art no matter what content we're creating needs to be made because you never know who it will get to and I do hope this gets to one of you out there that's all I try to achieve I don't care for the masses anymore I want to just get to one of you and if one of you is listening to this and this gets through to you make some art from the truest, deepest part of you today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you who listens. Um, I'm really happy to be back. I'm really glad that I found finally found a flow and a way to get this moving. Um, I think I'm going to be batching once a month for now. Voila. Uh, so, we'll see you next week. There will be an episode next week. I'm only coming out to play Nothing more that I hate in this life The wrong impression 
I only have one to make. You can open your palm, waiting to catch a break. The cards will fall where they may. And what about me? So, you know where to find me. I believe in fate. I don't get to leave a review. They want to know where I'll be in five. But what about today? What about tonight? Only one at a time. So precious is yours, is mine. Only one at a time. My life. My life. Yeah. Am I wrong to assume if she can't dance? Does she can't ooh? Yeah. Am I wrong to say if she can't dance? Does she can't ooh? Hey, I never wanna waste your time. My life, so precious, is yours, is mine. And look at the time, my God, so precious, is yours, is mine. Only one at a time. So precious, is yours, is mine. Only one at a time. My life. My life, yeah. Spells are on the clock, pants are on the globe, with disco 54. I stare at you in the eyes, spin you on your toes. Music and music without soul. Filling the top rows, shot the blindfolds, past the nitro. Rock the love boat, get high to get low. Kill the Merlot, step in your fast boat, you pick up we gon' go. Make love once a more, we rest and I'm cold. Do that, 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 hey. Break you off and you get that cat, hey. Never seen no one this gorgeous. Pay your whole damn mortgage. But when you look at the time, hey. Still you the one on the mind, hey. Still you the top of the prime, hey. Thank God that it's Friday. Tonight let's be the life of the party. It's nothing to me. Get up and move your feet. I never wanna waste your time. My life. So precious. Is yours, is mine. And look at the time. My God. So precious. Is yours, is 